bless him. Give him praise. again. So, so week two of our series, Hot Topics 2. So this is version two. It's the revisiting uh, of a series that we did back in February uh, called Hot Topics. And, and a lot of people said, hey, I, Pastor, I really like this series. Can we do it again? And, and the difference this time was, you know, a couple months ago, I started asking you guys for, hey, Give me some hot topic subjects you want me to preach on. And so that's where Hot Topics 2 began. Now, as I said back in February, I said it last week, I'll say it again today, is each of us on these hot topics, we may have our own beliefs. We may have, you know, maybe, hey, this is what I grew up and this is what they told me. We may just, hey, well, I know God's word says this, but I kind of believe this. The reality is, if our thoughts, if what our belief is on a subject does not align with God's word, we need to adjust our thinking. Because we can't be thinking that God's word is going to adjust to us. Because Lord knows we would be in trouble if God's word adjusted to us and our own personal beliefs. We need to believe what God's word says. So on each hot topic, it may require you to kind of rethink what you believe. But that's the purpose of hot topics. Now, now today as we, we go into this other uh, week two of it, I think there's this action that's missing inside the Christian faith. And I think it's something that, that we hear or we know about, but we think it's this churchy word, and we kind of say, well, you know, we, we really don't preach that or people don't preach that anymore. But, but I believe it's something that we need in our life each and every day. I believe it's just as relevant today as it was all throughout God's word. Um, and I think that, you know, you ask, well, what is this forgotten action or what is this forgotten word that you're talking about? The word is repentance. You see, everyone's like, oh, repentance. Oh, we, we know what that is, but the question is, do you do it? Because the reality is, as most Christians, we, we're very quick on, God, forgive me. Well, the next step is to repent. And we forget that repent sign of it. You know, many churches don't preach on repentance. Oh, that's just for revivals, you know, when the guys are out there in the tents. Or it's for them people on the corner repent. But repentance was all throughout the Bible. It was yeah, and something we'll see today. And I think it's something that we're missing. And from the very beginning, you even look at John the Baptist. Uh, John the Baptist, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repentance in the Bible basically has two, minute, two meanings. One is to, to change your mind or, or to 
change your heart, and the other is like regret or remorse. And I think all of them are great, but it's something that we as Christ followers fail at today as we move forward. Uh, even after John the Baptist was arrested, even Jesus himself said, the time promised by God has come at last, he announced, the kingdom of God is near, repent of your sins and believe the good news. We even again, Jesus said, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. The apostle Paul even preached to the Jews, the Gentiles, and the Greeks and said, turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. So you see, it wasn't just a John the Baptist thing. It wasn't just a Jesus thing, but it's, it's gone throughout the New Testament about repent. Even if you go to the Old Testament and you look at the Psalms, you see David had a repentant heart. It was all about repenting for the sins that we have. And I think that repentance and faith are inseparable. Let me say that again. Repentance and faith are inseparable. Unfortunately, we forget that repentance part. Oh, I have faith in the Lord. I have faith, but do I really have to repent? Can't I just ask for forgiveness? It's so much easier just to ask for forgiveness, but the repentance is where the rubber meets the road. It's where that action comes in, and I think we need to regularly examine ourselves. We need to examine our lives. We need to examine the actions or our actions, and we need to be willing to confess and repent when we're going against what God's Word says. We need to be willing to take those steps and be open and obedient. So if you have your Bibles, we're actually going to see someone who repented today, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 15. Uh, if you have a Bible with you, great. If not, it will be up here on the screen. Um, and as always, for those of you watching church online, um, it'll be on the bottom of the screen there. As a matter of fact, let's give it, all a, give it up for those joining us for church online. Hey, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us for Church Online. We know some of you are not even in Florida. We appreciate you joining us each and every week. Um, you know, one thing I always say, make sure you get connected to the local body of Christ. You know, as believers across the, across the world, we can all come together. So I encourage you, make sure you stay connected with the local church. We love the fact that you join us. Uh, here on Sunday, so we appreciate you guys being here. So Luke chapter 15, verses 17, 17 through 19, and this is the parable of the, of the lost son, the, the parable um, this, the parable of the son, wow, the prodigal son. And, and near the end of it, it says this, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food, and here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up, go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So see, I, I think what we, we need to realize, and just like the, the prodigal son realized that, that our repentance and the mode for repentance or our belief in repentance comes from the goodness of God. Think about, think about God's grace. Think about how he, he's willing to 
accept us as sinners because he doesn't want us to fall victim to the sin in our life. He, he shows us his goodness. He, he doesn't want us to perish. He wants every need to bow to him. Because of his goodness, we can come to him and repent. And, and repentance comes out of his goodness for us. But I think true and, and true repentance leads us to say that I have sinned. Leads us to that open fact of being open and honest and say, hey, I have sinned. But then the repentance, that 180 degree turn, turning away from that sin, getting away from it and moving forward. Now, now that's the part that everyone hears. Oh, repentance, turn 180 degrees and walk away. But how good are we at doing that? Not really good. Sometimes we leave a string tied to it, you know, so we get so far and it kind of pulls us back. Or we drag it along with us, you know, and, and well, I repented, but let me bring it with me a little bit farther. Because I kind of like it and I ask for forgiveness, that's good enough, right? Well, not according to God's word. But we will actually stop at the asking for forgiveness and then go right back to it. Understand, repentance requires real change. It requires real change in our life. Repentance is not asking the Lord for forgiveness with the intent to sin again. Let me say that again for the people in the back who maybe didn't hear me. Repentance is not asking the Lord for forgiveness with the intent to sin again. Because I think a lot of times that's where we're at. We, we, we have that sin, and, and we do that sin, and, and whatever it may be, and, and Lord, forgive me, but I know I'm going to do it again in 10 minutes. Lord, forgive me. I, I got drunk last night, and Lord, forgive me and help me just to get through this day, and I'll never do it again. And four o'clock hits, and you get off work, and where do you end up? In the bar. Because guess what? Your intention was to do it again. You kind of asked for that forgiveness to kind of feel better, but the reality was you knew you were going to do it again. So did you really repent of it? No. But we're, hey, I, I asked for forgiveness. The Lord forgives my sin. He remembers my sin no more. I'm good. No. You still need to take those next steps. And I believe repentance is an honest acknowledgement of sin with that commitment to change. But we got to be willing to have that commitment to change, to actually take those steps. And there's nothing easy about it. It's hard to do, but we need to continue to go forward. And I think if you really examine your life today, you got to ask yourself, is there something that you need to repent of? Is there something that you're holding on to that you need to repent of? And even if you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, take that time to examine your life. Take that time to look at it and see if there's this barrier between you and God someplace. And truly say, is there something I need to repent of? Have I been doing exactly that? Asking for forgiveness with the intent of still, I'm going to commit the sin again. Now, you may not be planning on, all right, Lord, forgive me. Sweet, let's go do the sin. 
But the reality is, Lord, forgive me and, and give me the strength not to sin. But then you kind of go back to it. You continue to live whatever that lifestyle is or whatever that sin is because, hey, let's admit it, sin is fun. It's fun to sin. It makes you feel good for a little bit. Sometimes it makes you feel good for a little while longer, depending on how good you're at it. But, but sin is still sin, and we need to ask for that forgiveness and then make that change. Be willing to make that change in your life. <clears throat> and unfortunately, I think call for repentance is missing in so many churches today. You know, they think, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's about, oh, you preach that at a tent revival or something like that. That's where repentance is. Because unfortunately, what do you hear in, in churches today? God loves you. Well, guess what? Yes, he does. But there's more than that. Oh, God loves you. God cares for you. Yes, he does. God has a plan for your life. Yes, he does. God loves you. He cares for you. He's got a plan for your life. But there's also things as Christ followers that we need to do. And repent of our sins is one of them. But the last thing you want to do is come to church and hear it because what they want to do, they want to tickle someone's ears. They're more concerned about being seeker friendly. They're more concerned about being biblically literate or, or being correct with what society says. One thing y'all know about me, I don't care what society says. I, they can say the sky is blue, I'm still going to check. I'm always going to be biblically correct instead of politically correct. Because I believe the, the Bible is God's word. It's living, it's breathing, it's what we're called to be. And if it calls for us to repent and to teach on repentance, guess what? We're going to hear about repentance. We're going to hear about all of God's word because I would rather be correct with what this says than be correct with what the world says. Because this is what we're called to do. Proclaiming the words of Jesus. Repent of your sins and turn to God. The kingdom of heaven is near. The Apostle Paul in Romans 6, 23 for the wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the real message. It is the gospel, and it still needs to be preached today. Repentance is part of the gospel, and we need to preach it each and every day. We need to live it each and every day. You know, I think some people just, they just don't want to hear it. They don't want to preach repentance. I just want you to feel good. Guess what? I want you to feel good, but I want you to do what God's Word calls you to do. I want you to leave here each Sunday with the heart changed. Because that's what God's Word is meant to do. It's meant to change us from the inside out. When we're able to actually change from the inside out, it goes from asking for forgiveness to leading to repentance, to a change in our own lifestyle, that not only <clears throat> we see, but the people around us begin to see. And it's being different, being bold, accepting what God's word calls us to do, and being obedient to it. And what a thought. Let's be obedient to God's word as a Christ follower. Actually do what his word calls us to do.
<clears throat> the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and he said this in 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ will not be emptied of its effect. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but is it is power, the power of God to us who are being saved. Repentance was the message of the prophets. Repentance was the message of John the Baptist. He preached it out of the wilderness. Repentance was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He preached repentance. The end of Jesus' ministry, he still preached repentance. In Luke 24, 46 and 47, it says, He also said to them, This is what is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Repentance was also the message of the, of the apostles. When the apostles went out and when the apostles were scattered, their whole was repent. Repent of your sins. Be baptized. It was all a part of the entire spreading of the gospel in the books of Acts. Talked about repenting. Talked about being baptized. The birth of the church on the day of Pentecost, they preached repentance. And over 3,000 people came to know Jesus. They preached repentance. It says in Acts 2, 37 through 38, When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of of the Holy Spirit. Even the Apostle Paul preached repentance. In Acts 17.30, said, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God now commands all people everywhere to repent. And even in the book of Revelation, John and Patmos talked repentance. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 5, he said, Remember then how far you have fallen repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So why do we not repent? Why do we go through all this and, oh, let's not talk about repentance in church. Where else should we talk about it? Oh, but, you know, God loves me. He cares for me. He's got this plan for me. I just need to ask him for forgiveness. He's not a vending machine. He's not an ATM. It says repent. Take those steps. But yet we're so quick to forget that we're called to repent. We're so quick to not take that action, not look at what we're doing, and actually take those step, next steps. The whole gospel is about repenting of your sin and turning back to God. Doing what God called you to do. Be the person that God called you to be. Set aside the sin, whatever it is. And realize that we're all sinners. We all fall short. Every one of our sins is different. 
But if we go to God, we ask for forgiveness, and we repent of our sins, He will help us in that repentance side of it. He will help us to, to walk back to be who He wants us to be. So I want to encourage you, dare to be different. Dare to be different than the world. Dare to be different than the people who you may be working with, sitting next to, or whatever it may be. Repentance is not meant to be a forgotten feature of our faith. It's not meant to be a forgotten feature. It is part of the gospel message to repent. So we need to also repent ourselves. Understand that Jesus commanded us to repent. The words from the lips of Jesus aren't offered as an option. If Jesus says it, it's a command. So if Jesus commands us to repent, what should we do? We need to repent. Not just make it a word we're not going to do. So i got to ask, what is real repentance? I mean, you can go online and you can look and it tells you, oh, it's these four R's and it's this. You know, in good Baptist, you know, you got to have you know, three words that all start with the same letter, you know. And, and the first one be, well, in order to have repentance, you got to have remorse. And yes, I totally agree. It's part of the process of repentance. You got to be remorseful. You got to be feel sorry for what you did. There has to be there has to be some type of I want to say guilt, but sorrow in your life. But understand that that remorse or being sor sorrowful doesn't mean repentance. If you look at the rich young ruler, you remember the rich young ruler come up. I've done all these commands. I've done them all. What should I do now? Jesus said, sell all that you own and come follow me. What did he do? He left sorrowful. He left remorseful. Did he repent? No, guess what? He didn't sell stuff and follow Jesus. So yes, it requires remorse, but it's more than just requiring it. It's an action that goes with it. Remorse is required in repentance, but it's much, much more. Repentance isn't just regret. It isn't just, I regret what I did, or, or, man, I really wish I didn't do that. You know, some of us live that life each and every day. Man, I wish I didn't do that. Again, man, I wish I didn't do that. Exactly, again. So, so we have this wish, we have this regret that we fell short. But just regretting it doesn't mean you're repenting of it. Pontius Pilate washed his hands in regret for turning Jesus over to be crucified. He had regret, but he never did repent. So there's a difference. We've seen, yes, you've got to have remorse. You've got to have that regret. But there's so much more when it comes to repentance. It's not, you know, one of the other words, resolve. You notice I'm still doing all these R's, right? So resolve. Now, now resolve isn't like this New Year's resolution. You know what I'm talking about? I resolve I'm going to go to the gym every day. I resolve I'm going to eat healthier. I resolve whatever it may be. And then a couple weeks into January, it's already gone. So, so resolve is a good thing. We, we can try and have that resolve to do what is right. 
that helps leads us to repentance. You, know, you look at a lot of biblical scholars try and use, uh, talk about Judas as shown resolve. If you remember, after Judas kind of came to his senses, he, he took the, the silver that he received for betraying Jesus and he threw it on the floor in the temple. So he had this resolve that I, I want to do better, but he didn't repent. That resolve did not lead to Judas's repentance. It takes more than just the resolve. Jesus was, uh, Judas was reformed, but he never did repent. All of those are required <clears throat> to be part of repentance. But it takes the actual doing of them, all of them, and then actually taking that step to change what you're doing. Each one of us can have remorse and still do the same thing. We may have regrets and do the same thing. It comes down to actually turning over that new leaf and taking action. Remember the prodigal son. After finding himself broke and broken in a pig pen, it says he came to himself. Bam, that light bulb went off. How many of you have ever had that light bulb go off over your head? When you're just sitting there, poof, all of a sudden, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I, I'm a Christ follower. Bam, I shouldn't be living his lifestyle. <gasps> and it's just, he came to his senses, uh, just like we, at some point in our life, we came to our senses and realized we need to change the lifestyle that we were living and be a follower of Jesus Christ. We were broken, broken in the pig pen, just like the prodigal son, and we came to ourselves to be a follower of Jesus. He said, I'll get up and go to my father. So he not only came to his senses, he had this epiphany, hey, I, I got to do something. I, I'm living this life. I'm remorseful. I, I don't like what I'm going through. I don't like the lifestyle I'm living. I got to do something. Hey, what do I got to do? I got to go to my Father. I got to go to my Heavenly Father. I've got to make a move to get away from where I was at. See, some of us are still living in that pig pen. Some of us are still broken, broken, living in that pig pen because we're not really... Yeah, we were, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But you don't say, I will go to my father. You got to take that action step. Actually, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to walk away from that, and I'm going to make a difference in my life. That's where that repentance, that's where that action comes in, that you start to make that move, just like the prodigal son did. I'll get up, I'll go to my father, he had a change of his mind. He changed his will. He changed his actions and went home to the Father. He got to his Father. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. The son repented to his Father. He had true repentance. He took those steps. And the verses I didn't read... The father said this to his servants. 
But the father told his servants, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put out a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it and let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The father welcomed the son home. He welcomed the, he didn't reject him for his sin. He didn't reject him for his lifestyle. He didn't do any of that. When the son came to himself, took action, repented, got out of that pigsty and made his way to the father, the father accepted him right where he was. He does the same thing for us. We were all in that pig pen, broken, broken. We made a choice. We've taken them steps forward, and he'll accept you right where you are. He's accepted every one of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He's accepted us. He didn't push us away. And I want to encourage you, if you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus, maybe you're still living in that pig pen. Maybe today is the day you got to say, hey, I need to move. I need to take action and move from this pig pen, and I need to go back to my father. The reality is when you come back to the heavenly father, that robe that he puts around us is that righteousness of Jesus. And we all need that righteousness of Jesus around us in order to live, in order to ever come in the presence of the Father. We need that righteousness of Jesus because without Christ, we are lost, we're wandering, we're stuck in this pig pen of a lifestyle, and we're never going to move. We're going to continue to be broken, broken until we decide to make that move, until we make that change of heart. So many people will say, well, well, where's repentance and salvation? Or maybe, does repentance precede faith? Or does faith come before repentance? I believe both repentance and faith are part of the grace of God. I believe that grace of God is what leads us to repentance. I believe the two are intertwined together. Like I said at the beginning, they're, they're inseparable from each other. C.S. Spurgeon actually said this, Repentance and faith are Siamese twins vitally joined together. In other words, repentance and faith are the same two sides of a coin. They work together in our life. They work together as we move forward. But yet we won't talk about repentance. But repentance and faith go together. They go together in everything we do. Repentance, and, and as much as we talk repentance and faith, understand, repentance will not get you to heaven. However, you can't get to heaven without repentance. Let me say that again. Repentance will not get you to heaven, but you cannot get to heaven without repentance. Because when you come to Jesus and ask him to be the Lord of your life, what's it cause you to do? It causes you to change. You start to change from the inside out. As he's changing you from the inside out, you go from this person who's been broken, broken, sitting in this pig pen to going, I need to change. I need to be different. And guess what you do? You start to take those steps of repentance, going away from your sin, whatever that sinful nature is, 
you turn to the Heavenly Father, you come to Him, and He wraps you in that righteousness of Jesus, and you start to move forward. Your faith goes stronger, and you end up getting rid of more and more sin that's in your life. Now, the reality is we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. We're going to continue to sin. My prayer is always that that sin that we started with isn't the sin that we're still dealing with. Let me say that again. That sin we started with isn't the same sin we're dealing with. That we're able to continue to move forward and maybe, you know, it was... Drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it was that had a grip on us. That that's no longer the thing that's got a grip on us. Maybe now it's, well, it's just a little white lie. Maybe now it's just, you know, gossip. But it's not what initially had you held down. That you've repented of that, that you've moved on from your life. And now you just deal with other sin that all of us deal with. But it's not that same sin that you started with. Remember, Jesus found us when we were broken, broken. He accepted us right where we were at. It required a heart change in us to accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. It will also require that heart change in us to repent of whatever that lifestyle we were living was that is sinful and against God's word and take those steps to move forward. But he meets us right where we're at. The reality is, even in our life today, there are many who say that they're Christians. And it's nice, you know, it, it doesn't matter in life when how you, where you lived at. It don't matter if you have the nice luxury mattress to lay on and you got this gorgeous home on a bunch of acres and and when you finally die you're putting this beautiful mahogany casket and you're laid into the ground in this botanical garden and it's just gorgeous and everything happens and then you wake up and you're in the presence of Jesus and you get judgment from someone that you don't know think about that getting judged by someone you don't know, that you said, oh, I know him. And you get there and he says, depart from me, I do not know you. But Lord, I've done all this in your name. Depart from me, I do not know you. Because some of us just go through the motions. We may act on the outside, oh, I've lived this repentant life and I've done this, but inside you're still holding on to whatever that sin was in your life. Maybe you're still looking at pornography. Maybe you're still getting drunk every night. Maybe you're hungover when you're in here right now. Maybe you're hungover church online. Maybe you had to get a fix right before you got here. Man, I need to take this drug in order to just to make it through an hour of the pastor speaking. Maybe you just need, you know, whatever it is in your life. Maybe it's a lifestyle that you live in. Whatever that is and you haven't repented of it, you haven't changed, are you really a follower of Jesus? You may say it with your lips, but does your actions and does your heart match what your lips are saying? Have you actually accepted Jesus and repented of your sins and moved forward? Jesus still calls us to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it's his goodness 
that leads us to repentance. Romans 3.23, as I said, for we've all sinned, we all fall short of the glory of God. Penalty of sin is death. Not only death on this earth, but death with separation from our Heavenly Father. It requires asking for forgiveness. It requires that having faith in Jesus Christ, accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, and repenting from your sins. Turn away, walk in the other direction. Like I said at the beginning, a lot, a lot of people may be like, well, I think repentance is something of the old and it's just for revivals and it's not for me anymore. Jesus said, repent. The apostles said, repent. John and Patmos, talking to the churches, said, repent. <clears throat> repent is not a lost part of our Christian faith. Repentance is something that we need to do each and every day. Our actions, our inactions, our words and our attitudes can ultimately cause us to willfully sin against our God. What you put in, as I talked about in the past, garbage in, garbage out. What are you allowing to come into your life what are you allowing into your heart that is affecting you? <coughs> that is affecting you and affecting your relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to make that change, repent of it, and move forward. 1 John 1, 8 and 10 says, If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So if there's anyone in here who says, I'm perfect and I have no sin, you're a liar. Your sin is just maybe different than somebody else's. Some of us have way more sin in our life than others. It doesn't mean Jesus isn't going to accept us. It doesn't mean he won't accept us while we're broken, broken, and, and be able to move us into another direction. As Christ followers, we're meant to be people who are willing to live our lives for God. Be willing to do what God calls us to do. Be willing to be different in our lives. And, and in Romans chapter 6, the actual heading on this said, in my Bible says, The New Life in Christ. And verses 6 through 14 actually say this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. Since a person who has died is free from sin, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all time, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. 
Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires and do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all parts of yourself to God as weapons for righteousness, for sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. It's only when we crucify ourselves, just as Jesus was crucified, that we can have genuine repentance, that we can actually do what he called us to do. So I want to encourage you, examine your life. Examine your life each and every day. As I said at the beginning, repentance and faith are inseparable. So we need to take that time to regularly examine ourselves. Examine yourself from the inside out. Examine your lives. What kind of life are you living? What are the actions that you go through each and every day? Are your actions glorifying God or are they glorifying what the world says? Are you actually doing what it says? And then be willing to actually confess and repent. Be open and honest and, and I'm living the wrong life. I'm doing the wrong things. Don't only ask for forgiveness, but it's time to break that chain. Let go of the rope. Throw the fishing pole in the water and, and go. Make that move. Make that move and repent of your sins. The kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. Take those steps. It's way more than just forgiveness. Taking those steps to do what God called you to do. And like I said, I, I believe that faith and, and repentance are inseparable. They go together. Because one of the things that we do when we accept Jesus is, is we, when we invite Jesus to be the Lord of our life. If he is the Lord of your life, then he is your master. He is the one who rules over you. And if Jesus is the master, is the Lord of your life, it's going to cause you to see the sin that you're living in. You're going to see that sin that much more clear. And then you know you can ask for that forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for whatever it may be. And you can ask him for that strength. Lord, help me to repent of this sin. Help me to leave it behind and walk forward into this new life that you've called me to. When you take that time to crucify yourself daily and live the life that he's called you to live, it automatically leads into that repentance. It leads into that repentant heart where you have that remorse. The reality is when we sin, we're real quick to, oh, hey, Mike, I'm sorry I sinned against you. How do you think God feels when we sin against him? We'll be real quick to give an apology to someone here. How about apologizing to God, your creator, the Lord of your life, the man who knows every hair on your head, or lack of in some cases. He knows every hair on your chin. How's that sound? He cares that much for you, but we won't remorse him. We won't have that remorse. We won't have that regret. We won't, we, uh, well, I, I ask for forgiveness. God's word says, you know, he cast my sin as far as east is from the west. It says that he remembers my sins no more. But guess what? 
if you don't repent and you keep doing them over and over again, is he really going to forget them? And have you really repented? The bigger question is, did you really ask for forgiveness? Or was it just lip service? Some of us are just giving lip service to God. We're giving lip service to kind of make ourselves feel better and ignoring what he really wants for our life. Stop giving God lip service. As I said earlier, uh, the worst, the scariest words in the Bible, depart from me, I do not know you. God loves you. God cares for you. God's got a plan for your life. And guess what it requires? Faith and repentance. Faith and repentance, not just faith. So if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, as as I said earlier, hey, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. So guess what? You're among good company. If you're waiting to get it right, that's okay. We ain't got it right. We fail every day and we ask God for forgiveness. and, And hopefully after today, we'll actually start some repentance in it. God loved you enough that yet while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. He died for your sins past, your sins you're going to do today, the sins in your future. That's what he went to the cross for. He loved you that much. He was willing to die on a cross. And it says in God's word, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now that's where it starts. It's coming up and And Lord, I believe you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And Lord, I want to have you rule my life instead of whatever it is currently ruling your life. Have him rule your life and start to make that change. Ask him for forgiveness repenting of your sins and moving in the direction he calls you to move. And maybe you're here today and you're that person, man, I've been a Christ follower for a long time and and I've asked for forgiveness, but I'm kind of stuck in this vicious cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe it's time for you to repent. It's not just a revival word. It's throughout the whole tapestry of the Bible. And if it's all throughout God's word, we need to do it. So maybe today, after this final song, we'll have some prayer partners up here. And you know, maybe it's time for you to come up and ask for that prayer of repentance. Take that time to actually repent. Actually make a move. Put action behind your words. And be who he called you to be. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you for your word. And, and Lord, we thank you for even if we don't always understand it. And Lord, so many times I think even in my own life, Lord, I, I haven't thought about that whole repentance part of it. It's kind of been the same thing. Hey, Lord, I know you accepted me. I've got faith and, and I can ask for forgiveness. And Lord, I've been stuck in that rut in the past. Lord, I've been stuck where I asked for forgiveness and 
Two hours later, I commit the same sin. Lord, I, I've been stuck in that. Lord, forgive me and go do the same thing over in the next couple days. Lord, help us to mirror our faith and repentance and bring them together. That, Lord, that when we ask for forgiveness, that we actually have a heart change, we actually have a focus change, and we actually turn and walk away from that sinful action. And, Lord, for some of us, it's a struggle. But, Lord, we know that you are the giver of our strength. You can give us the strength to be able to get away from it. And, Lord, at first it might be an hour, then it might be a day, two days, three days, four days, and finally get to the point where we can say, hey, we have repented of this sin and glorify you through that repentance. So, Lord, if there's anyone here today who don't know you, Lord, uh, I just ask they make that move today, that, that they come up here after this final song, and, and Lord, that they'll accept you as their Lord and Savior and that they will repent of their sins and move forward. And Lord, there's someone here today who, who maybe is stuck in that pig pen that they need to come to themselves and go to the Father, that they'll make that move today and that they'll come back to you. And Lord, make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.